Well everybody, what's the crack? And welcome back to episode number 11 of the Inline-G Flute Podcast with me, your host, motherfucking Inline-G. So we're back with another guest. Two weeks in a row we have had guests on the Inline-G Podcast. I am spoiling you. But this week is an actual, an actual flute player. So last week's episode uh, with Jakob Zeiler, which you guys will have seen, it actually hasn't came out at the time of recording this episode Episode 10 hasn't came out yet, so maybe when this comes out, I'll be cancelled. But I'm not yet, anyway. So we've got an actual flute player on this episode. Today's guest comes fresh off his first two solo albums. Yeah, two solo albums. It's none other than fashion icon, Guinness connoisseur, and my amigo, Juan Cosillo. Juan, how are you? Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Introduce yourself. Tell us where you're from. Who are you? Well, I'm Juan Cosillo. I'm a Spanish flute player from the north of Spain. Um, and I know Gareth since quite some years because I, I was studying here in Cologne some, some years ago. How long um, have we known each other? Uh, I think like four years. Just maybe. before Corona, wasn't just it? Just before yeah. Corona. I came just yeah, before Corona I here. That. Yeah. So, yes, I'm a classical flute player. Like, Whatever you want to get out of that. <laughs> you were in the Cologne. You were studying here in Cologne, right, at the time? That's it. I was studying the Hochschule für Musik here uh-huh. with Robert. Yeah. The wing. Um, yeah, I, I did a master's here for, for two years. I finished that's in, right, yeah. in 2021. Ah, is that it? Okay, wow. Yeah, that's it. It feels, yeah, it feels like a longer time, man. Yeah, that's it. And where were you before? I was in Reina Sofia School in, yeah. in Madrid. Uh, with uh, Jacques Zoon. Which we've talked about many times. We've had yeah. many conversations. I love Jacques Zoon. I actually haven't talked about him on this podcast yet because I feel like that's an episode in itself. That Because he's a make it, fascinating yes. guy. I think it's fair to say, I mean this in the best way possible, but he's quite a weird guy as well. No, I, In the best way. I mean that as a compliment. Absolutely, like uh, in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> How did you find studying with uh, Jacques Zoon? Uh, Jacques, as you said, is a, it's a one-of-a-kind guy. Like, yeah. It's a, and especially he's a one-of-a-kind flute player, you know? Yeah. He's, like, yeah. You don't get the average Probespiel, um, Audition, Solos yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. like uh, every lesson about the Mozart. No, no, no. Jacques is like all about music and the art that is inside the music and yeah like, almost w- to an extreme extent like there's zero ego it seems with Jackson no, no, when he plays it's pure dedication to the music like you know when you arrive uh, to a certain level of yeah. quality in what you do yeah, yeah. you become a humble person that's my do you think opinion. so yeah like at least for Jack it's like that like for he's Jack it is yeah like a very, very nice flute player. He's he is. very famous. He's going to be like in flute history books or whatever. And, so, yeah. um, but um, he might know that, but he's very humble all the time. He's You don't see yeah. a slight like this of ego. I don't hear as much about him now. Um, I think maybe also with the invention of like streaming and stuff. I know a lot of his records aren't on streaming services. No. Which makes me a little bit sad that like, maybe the generation nowadays is going to lose out a little bit in Jackson because they haven't got access to his records in the way that even I would have when I was a kid where you would have bought them or went yeah. looking for them. He was a household name, but because he's not on streaming, I might get a little bit lost. I feel like there is a great video, I think it's still, of him playing the E-Pair Concerto on YouTube. Yes, with the last symphony thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. it was so good. It was. So, yeah. but it's quite a rough recording. I think it's an official recording, the one I saw. It was like a someone on their phone. or Yes, yeah, something but like that. But it was awesome. Hmm. But that's kind of it. When you get his name into streaming on YouTube, he's not as he doesn't come up as much. And no, I no, really I, hope that. I think he even doesn't have a, like a Spotify artist profile. Like there I don't are, think so, actually, yeah. there are some recordings like with the Concertgebouw Orchestra. Yes, I've heard there, them. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get like a like Emmanuel Pahoud profile. Yeah, 
profile, for example. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. you cannot just check on Jackson music on, on Spotify. And that's pity because he has some like quite some nice recordings. Do you have any CDs of his? I have uh, at least one of the uh, full Bach sonatas. I have a back one as well. Yeah, somewhere. Um, that is super nice. Right. I know. I, I'm lying. There, there's a there's an album with I think the this Mozart orchestra. I think with Claudio Abado. Ah, yeah, uh, Conducting yeah. and there's, it's like he did stuff with the concerto about yeah, as well. Yeah, and and this is like. Not London Mozart plays like Mozart Orchestra or something like that, okay. and Claudio Abado, and then it's like flute concertos by Jacques Sung, Ooh, and okay. Albrecht Meyer playing also oboe concerto. Ah, so something okay, like that. Cool. I, I'm, I'm playing all Mayer. Mozart concertos. Uh, yeah, no, not all Mozart concertos. I think it's mm, no, that doesn't make sense. I don't know if it's like the G major, and then Albrecht Meyer plays the C major for oboe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Just check it on Spotify because yeah. that is out there. Oh, we do have to think that. Yeah, he's a great player. To be fair, yeah. I will do an episode on him purely on him. So yeah, you went to Rena Sofia then, and where are you from? I'm from Gijón, which is a, a town in the, well, a small city in the yeah. north coast of Spain, in the Atlantic. Is that spelled G I J O N? That's it, G I J O N. I think I've talked about this before, but is that where I know them purely for sporting? That's Gijón, the sporting yeah. the Gijón. Also, I didn't. The video listeners can maybe the video listeners. I keep saying that the video watchers. I was debating what to wear today, and I was like, Do I have any Spanish football tops? I have one. I have a 1998 Real Betis top. That's I don't know how far away Betis is. Quite far away. Is well, it? it's from Sevilla. So it's uh, quite the opposite the part other of the, side of the country, yeah. we are good friends with well Betis we're close people. enough yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I think we've talked about that many times yeah me and Juan know each other for a few years now but I'd say 95% of our directors have came in an Irish pub <laughs> yeah 95 is like a lower <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, that that's quite low yeah and I feel like our conversations are one of the very few times in my life where I, I'm happy to go to a pub and talk about flute normally <laughs> when I get to the pub the last thing I want to talk about is classical music and the flute but we have had some brilliant conversations in pubs yeah, over flutes, so... Definitely. Yeah, this is this feels like a good moment to get you on the podcast. D- absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, okay, then we'll t- I'll tell you guys quickly what we're going to get up to today. To be honest, I haven't made many plans, because as you've noticed, we are six minutes into this podcast already. I haven't even told you what we're doing, because me and Juan are going to be fine with chatting. You guys are just <laughs> yeah, invited absolutely. into the room to join in with us. Um, so we're going to chat a bit. We'll obviously be talking about Juan's albums that have just recently came out, which I am mental for there, fucking class. And then I've got some games later on, which hopefully you guys at home can play along with too. Um, I did put games into the Jakob episode last week. Uh, he did shout at them. So we've got actual flute games this week, which are maybe a little bit too hard, but you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Um, yeah, and that's it. We'll just chat. Uh, why don't you tell everyone what we're drinking first? Of course, we are drinking the one and only sangria, sangria. for my Magaluf friend. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just before we started recording, Wyman was telling me he was in Magaluf. Which, as a, as, a, as a young man from Belfast, well, not that young, but as a man from Belfast, I have a very different experience of Magaluf to what you had. I went on a lad's holiday when I was 18 with 10 other guys, and I swear to God, Magaluf was like the apocalypse. It was like the end of the world, that place. I don't feel like you had a very different experience of yeah, Magaluf. Yeah, I swear to God also that it's like the apocalypse. I just went to other part of the city. It was all, I, honestly, <laughs> to the beach. I feel like I can tell any, like I'm very open about talking on this podcast about most things, but... I can't talk about what happened to Magaluf. <laughs> no. I feel like I'd go to jail if I talk about what? that. I what really can't. It was, yeah, it definitely has to stay there. Stays that there, place man. needs to be burned to the ground. But yeah, you had a much nicer experience. So we're drinking sangria. Is there different recipes of sangria? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a basic drink. It's just a wine with soda and fruit and sugar, but you can add 
I mean, if you want to add some booze on it, it's cool. Is it like regional specialities? Yeah, it's it's more from the south central okay. of Spain because uh, the north part of Spain is more about cider, like apple really? drinks. Okay, yeah. okay. Like in Galicia, in Asturias, where I'm from, and in the Basque country, uh, like all that northwest part of Spain is more about uh, apple drinks. Do like, you get Calvados? Uh, That's a bit uh, no. They so. have one in France called Calvados, um, and it sounds like it's Spanish, but it's from the north of France. It's like a it's like an apple whiskey nearly. Oh no no no! no Very strong. We don't do like liqueurs normally. Okay. It's just okay. like fermented cider, okay. or something like that. So wine is more from cider. the like from the dry part of Spain, you know. Okay. Um, and therefore, wine drinks are from there. But yeah, it's like a very common drink in Spain. And it's yeah. basically a way to make wine taste uh, sweeter. And <laughs> yeah, which all right, Spanish wine is all right as it is, to be honest. But I do love a wee sangria. It makes me feel like I'm on holidays. <laughs> and we talked as well. We were, I sort of I was asking so, Juan like, what should we drink on the podcast? Um, and I did suggest as well, Calimocho. I'm a big <laughs> fan of. I when I went to Royal Welsh College, there was a lot of Spanish people in my year. And when we were like, obviously, when you're 18, you're at music college, you're trying to drink as cheap as you can. They were always drinking this red wine with Coca Cola, and I was like, what the fuck is that, man? And it was so nice. And it's still like my little, if I have to drink on a hangover, if I have to drink, if someone's put the gun to my head and said I have to drink, that's one of my go-to ones. Absolutely. I mean, it's I great. love Kalimocho. If you've never had it, you should try Is it 50-50? It's 50-50 or even 60-40. Between like Coca-Cola, red yeah. wine. No, like 60 wine, 40 Coca-Cola. Okay, like okay. That. Like, and a bit of ice as well. Yeah, I have a mine. bit of ice. And if you want some sugar. Or no, uh, it's so like good. You, would, you think hearing it, like red wine and Coca-Cola, that sounds awful. It's fucking delicious. It's amazing. Mm. And there's a white version, which is white wine with a Sprite. They call it mm. Rebujito in South of Spain. Oh, and that's that. also very good. Yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah, so we're on the sangrias this week. We're, yeah, we've been chatting for a while already. Um, this seems like a, a natural moment to just mention quickly. Uh, you can donate to the podcast, as every week. I will keep saying this. Um, you can donate to the podcast. There's a link in the description here. There's a link in my Instagram bio. There's a link wherever you find me where you can buy me a sangria. The price of a sangria, and all I'm going to use that for is the cost towards the podcast. Um, the, the podcast will always be free. I'm never going to do a Patreon. We're going to charge for extra episodes. If you want to donate, happy days. Thank you very much. It's incredibly appreciated. If you can't afford to, you can listen for free. Happy days. So anyway, let's get into a little bit of... Let's talk some flute. Let's talk some flute. Uh, you've had two albums out this year. And yes. that feels like what we have to talk about. So tell me about when did they first... When did each album come out? And tell me a little bit about what's on each album. So what was the first album? When okay, did it come out? The first album I, I did record, it was recorded uh, this last, uh, I think, February 2023. Uh-huh. And it's the complete works for flute and guitar by Gaspar Kummer. Um, Gaspar Kummer is a German composer, mm-hmm. 19th century, from the middle of Germany, you know, I, this Erfurt, uh, Weimar song, okay. you know, like okay. really okay. M- middle of Germany. And he was like a... A musician from the court like the, okay. the kind of guy that was composing and playing and playing different yeah. instruments like almost everybody at that time you know yeah. uh, but Did he, play he, the flute? Uh, he played the flute of okay. course and uh, the thing is like he wrote like yeah a big collection of uh, flute and guitar music like originally written uh, okay. for flute and guitar and it was never recorded like uh, oh, really? you can okay. find like uh, I think only one track was recorded like in an album but not like wow, the full okay. music of him wasn't recorded at all. Wow, like, okay. So we did a first whole recording, which is like the complete works for flute and guitar. Flute and guitar, guitar. Yeah. Um, um, about this guy, Kumar, like despite the music is quite naive in a way because it's all amusements, like, you know, it's yeah. like uh, furniture music, like, uh, yeah. it's not like 
serious chamber music no. like this kind of no 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 it's just I'm trying to think of a composer I could compare him to or that kind of era to give you an idea but I'm thinking of more composers like that like Hummel maybe as well is hmm. something similar but yeah that's a composer than the one knows either so. I mean there's a lot of um, in a um, in a way there's a lot of uh, German music from the 19th century which is I'm from the 18th century I'm yeah. before, which is just music to accompany like in a room or something yeah. like that but it's not like the main character yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah. of course Beethoven is there all it's, the other way yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, but anyways it's so cool because you can hear that the guy did really play the flute and he was like well a, written for flute, a good flute player yeah, okay. and also if I'm not mistaken like the time is kind of the same where the Bohem flute was uh, invented you know like the Bohem yeah, system yeah it would be about that time yeah and you can see that through the music if you listen to, like the the things that are written for the flute it's very difficult to play them with okay. a pre-Bohem flute so it's so kind of show a, off it's a the, show yeah. off like look at this new technology we, we can do here. this now yeah we can do it yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, so basically it's like a, a full recording, like first world recording of, of the full works for flute and guitar. And there are not that much flute and guitar original music, so it's... There isn't, no. And to be fair, the guitar player, I obviously don't know personally, but the guitar playing on it is wonderful. Yeah, you know, so, he's a very fine... Can player. I ask you, first of all, why you chose this composer? Was it a joint decision with the guitar no, player? No, actually it was the guitar player who told me, like, they were looking for a flute player for doing ah, this recording. Okay. And I was like, I gave the profile let's say yeah um, and uh, the thing like uh, he told me awesome. look I've been doing some uh, investigation on this and apparently there is no recording whatsoever of this music and you'll see but it's wonderful like the composer is unknown like if you uh, google him there's yeah. like few lines in Wikipedia I have, yeah, yeah. and it's like he's not a famous dude but normally this happens with music history you know like you get some like beautiful nice yeah. composers just hidden because of and it's not reasons. a it's not a reflection of them not being a quality problem it's not saying they're less quality it's just maybe they're they've got unlucky with the time they're composing at their contemporaries Absolutely. like obviously in germany in the late 1800s mm. 1900s there was a lot of german music and a lot of big german music the heavy romantic period germany was dominated by like yeah. beethoven and then later obviously people like Mahler and Brahms and yeah so yeah you're going to it's hard to compete against those guys. No, of course, there's always been some mainstream. Um, even though, like, the big guys were complaining, like Wagner, for example, was complaining yeah. a lot about Mendelssohn and Liszt. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Wagner complains about everything. Yeah, of, well, of course, of course. <laughs> you like Wagner, don't you? You're a bit of a Wagner yeah, I'm, fan. Yeah, I'm a bit of a Wagner fan. Yeah, yeah I never got the, I never, I never got the bug for Wagner. It's the one composer I've never really got. No, I, I really love his music always, and I went to Bayreuth Festival. You did with the Bayreuth? Yeah, yeah. It was, I was there like, okay, no. This did you do the room with like the, where it's all dark and stuff? Isn't, isn't that the... Uh, like, no? Yeah, 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 it's full pitch black. Yeah, not even like emergency sign. Someone told me it's Emergency, yeah. yeah. there. Yeah. 19th century in a theater <laughs> yeah. designed Europe, by Richard yeah. Wagner. Forget about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. so. Have you played Wagner? Uh, yes, but some years ago, like, and not that much. It's, Opera or like overtures? No, overtures, of course. Okay. Of course yeah. uh, like, uh, it's uh, when you play like gigs, normally it's music that is not programmed for, for a normal concert wow. because it's fucking difficult. And it's heavy and it's rich. Yeah, so it's only for special concerts. Like, you don't get like a three rehearsal gig and play no, some you don't. Parsifal yeah. overture. Yeah, Forget yeah, about that. Yeah, you're not going to jump into Das Heingold no, at the last no, minute. No. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a bit of a, a goal of yours then? Would you love to play Wagner at some point? Like yeah. a full Wagner opera? I mean, I would love to do that uh, despite they are quite, quite long. Oh, yeah, but I'm sure like when you get to rehearse them like 10 times and you get to know what is happening yeah. inside, 
it's so cool. Maybe it's cooler for the musicians than for the audience. I think the adrenaline would definitely keep you going as well. Because like, imagine being in the middle of that sound. Like, yeah, it has to. Be like, amazing. it's incredible. Like, I can only compare it to like I've never actually went to a Wagner concert, not a full opera, <laughs> but I've been to a lot of Strauss, like Richard yeah, Strauss, yeah. and that's the same kind of music. And just being around an orchestra playing that kind of music is like, oh, it's like a religious experience. Absolutely, absolutely. it's incredible. Like I've been to Electra and stuff like that, and it's just mm. fuck. And I, I can imagine Wagner's like that. But a little bit more intense and for six hours i think yeah you have to be more concentrated in general because uh, yeah Richard strauss is just coming and saying like hi there's yeah. like wonderful music and you just need to be sitting down to enjoy it mm. and wagner is more like yeah the, <sighs> yeah as a listener i feel like you have to invest in wagner it's not even to listen <laughs> to it's not even uh, easy to listen to no no, no definitely. okay cool well anyway so back to your first album man it's gonna happen a lot we're going yeah, to yeah, yeah, back, yeah. To, back to your first album so you've recorded it um they chose the guitar player then chose the composer yeah have you worked with a guitar player before no it was our first time wow okay yeah it was a little bit of a bet you know like let's see what happens here yeah. because i mean the guy's quite famous he has like a big career behind well, he's got a spotify profile and all as well yeah yeah so. he like he's been doing a lot like he's 61 years old now yeah. i think and he's been playing all around the globe like literally like yeah. everywhere but antarctica i think he okay was playing. yeah and he has Not recorded everything and he's like very very fine guitar player so i was kind of going like okay i haven't played with this guy but i guess it will work and it yeah when you play with a great musician it tends yeah, to yeah. work doesn't it yeah of course it tends to work and how much did you rehearse beforehand? Like, how what was the uh, period of sort of getting to know each other? I remember. I'm so curious about like the yeah, inside of this. I went project. to Madrid. And this was definitely in February, and I was doing like a random gig with a gig orchestra, uh -huh. and so it was like horrible. So <laughs> I'm okay. not gonna say the okay. name, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> really not cool uh, okay. ambience. Let's call it like that. And so it took much more time than I was expecting. So my, because my plan was to do like three rehearsals and let's go. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. have one month to do this because I'm busy and doing other stuff. Yeah. So my plan was to rehearse in uh, if I had an orchestra rehearsal in the morning, mm. then I I would have a uh, um, recording rehearsal yeah. in the in the afternoon. That's but okay. I got quite exhausted. So I let's say I That's took intense, some more man, days. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah, because I was doing like four hours of principal flute in the orchestra yeah, and, then, and, and then four hours of rehearsing for this music so and was, also like jumping between being a principal flute of an orchestra to then doing chamber music and the switch mentally that needs and the sound change yeah, and yeah. fatigue like you know it's we were like in a small theater like in the, in the pit yeah you know yeah. Uh, and then i had to change to do like delicated um chamber music with yeah, the guitar which, yeah and it's like totally different well, totally stuff yeah. because you you change from screaming like as yeah. the first flute in a yeah. from just being like like delicate and, yeah, yeah, needles, yeah it was hard flute days okay yeah, so let's let's call it like one week of rehearsal something like okay. that okay and then you went straight into the recording studio yes and how long was the recording process they were three days but we recorded at night like at ah. evening like we started at let's say seven eight o'clock in the afternoon and then okay. until we were exhausted is that for heat reasons or uh, it was because we weren't using a this is one of the uh, biggest discoveries I did with discographic uh, so far. Um, there's, of course, the chance uh, like you can record in a um, recording venue, yeah. which are prepared and everything, but the acoustic Damn. is really uncomfortable, yeah. especially for chamber music with yeah. two instruments like yeah. flute and guitar, which are not like a trombone. Like, yeah. you can True. make a big sound, but <laughs> yeah. it. So, uh, we, uh, uh, we rented for some days a church. 
in the middle ah, of Madrid. Ah, okay, okay. And um, uh, so, so the because the we had free. like the yeah, of course, and and the church has this beautiful you know round sound. Mm. Like if you do a concert in a church with this kind of instruments, like with strings, with beautiful, a harp, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, and, it's fun to play um, into. Yeah, the thing is, like we recorded these albums in like in the highest resolution possible, which is DXD. This was something I wanted. Yeah. So and when you guys release it originally, then you release it as a version online where you get the original resolution. Uh, yeah, like uh, we released the album in a platform that is called Native DSD. Yeah, uh, and it's a platform. It's a Dutch uh, company that that has this online platform for only high quality yeah, like zero super loss, high yeah. quality audio and so uh, what they do is like you can have like a, a free trial of the album okay. but with basic resolution like yeah. mp3 and then you can buy it in yeah. the highest resolution I like, find that fascinating yeah as well because yeah. obviously Spotify and stuff like that streaming sites they will obviously cut the resolution to make sure no, it can absolutely. be streamed I mean, because when it's in the original resolution the files are enormous as well Yeah, but it's so cool that you've offered that option as well to do absolutely because there is a difference there, I, personally I even find with CDs the quality in CDs is fantastic compared to streaming. Absolutely, yes. You can hear the finer details. That's really cool. So then you record the first album, you're done. When do you decide, right, let's get back into the studio this year and do another one? Because we were like, um, both the guitarist and I were like, okay, we kind of have some time now to do it. Um, uh -huh. We are already used to play together. So yeah. let's just don't lose it like yeah okay we just played like crazy Strike like we've been rehearsing hot, yeah. seven days and we've been recording like six hours a day three Fuck. days like from 8 p.m to 2 or 3 a.m so uh, we were like okay we're very used to play together now so let's do the other one the second one uh, as soon oh, as possible amazing. and i did it in may i think may or june uh, and when did you decide what to choose for the repertoire for the second album? The second album also was uh, chosen by the by the recording label and the guitarist because yeah. the, the plan was they suddenly found this uh, this other composer that had also like a full collection of of uh, works f originally written for flute and guitar yeah. not not for flute and violin or uh, yeah no, it's uh, really flute different. and guitar yeah uh, also in the same style because it's a German composer from the 19th century I'm from the same place in Germany more or less oh, okay and also it hadn't been, uh, been recorded yet so okay. like, what's the composer's name it's Michael Henkel yeah obviously also, I know I'm just doing for this yeah no of course <laughs> I'd listen to the album the guy is Michael Henkel like also <laughs> beautiful composer he has like a cello and piano sonata like amazing amazing okay music. Um, but is there any chance for two composers could have known each other yeah I'm, I'm sure yeah do you reckon yes, by, um, they were contemporary uh, they were working kind of in the same Fuck, place they would have been delighted if they were alive now and yeah, they would have finally saw you look at these it. guys I'm wearing Chevy now we could have gone for a pint with them tonight yeah it would be nice Fuck but uh, we need a time machine for yeah them. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so yes they were like okay we want to do like these two albums with this repertoire because no one has done it before and we think Which it's is cool as well, really cool music recording your own stuff and recording it for the first time there's I'm, a freedom to that as well like, i've never done it but i can imagine there's a freedom to it of there's no pressure of all these recordings before maybe. you we're like oh the interpretation might be that and this is accepted and this is what we don't absolutely. do just do whatever the fuck you want absolutely like i felt like discovering like a new piece of land do you, you enjoy know? like working on a piece of music where you don't have any basis do you just it's brand new it's fresh i enjoyed it much more than playing music that it's yeah. already recorded and that everyone knows like for example I as a flute that. player or as a classical player you get to play like 90 percent of the music you play is something that it's being played like thousands of yeah. times we have a limited rap so yeah that's it so suddenly finding not a piece like a full collection of pieces that yeah. no one has recorded before 
It's like, hey, here's the keys of the Ferrari. It is, yeah. You do your fucking thing. Spin. That's it. I love and that. I love it because you get the chance to say like, hey, I really don't like this articulation here, for example. Yeah. So I will just change it because for and me it's more logical like this. And yeah. this edition is not original also. It's like yeah. some transcription that I... And nobody's going to know. <laughs> nobody's going to write it and say, well, she's in the wedding. This is more logical for me. At this note, I think it should be sharp. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And you take this kind of... The liberties, of, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. Oh, that's really cool, man. So, second album, when did that get recorded? Uh, it was recorded, I think, on May. May. And when was it out? Uh, it was out Quite late recently? June, early July, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's, to me, that's still insane. We were talking about this before we started recording, but to record two albums that quickly together to me yeah. is, it's brave as no, well. It's hard. Yeah. But do you enjoy that process of doing two albums so close together? Or would you have liked a little bit more time between them? Uh, no, I would have loved to have like more time for doing them. Okay. But that happens with any project. Yeah, you, you never like, have enough time, do you? You know, yeah. two more days, because when you're finishing it, you're yeah. like in this rush of saying like, oh, I have many ideas. Yeah. But no. I, I kind of enjoyed doing them this close because I was like in a rush. That's yeah. Like, like, not in a bad way, but I was... Uh, um, on strike I think is the, like, yeah, I, I yeah, was doing yeah. them like one and the other and yeah this piece this piece the other so is there a benefit to that as well though? you don't get time to overthink things you just sort of have to that's it, that's you have to it. roll with it yeah. overthinking is a big problem in, in music in general and uh, recording I find is the worst anytime I've ever well not anytime but 90% of recording things I do if I get given too much time to record, it nearly always ends up being the first or second take that I end up using. Absolutely. Like, uh, I knew, like, if I didn't make it in the second, it was just like, hey, let's leave it for later. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Of course, that shit happens all the time when you're recording. So, uh, <clears throat> and you, when you have that much music to record, it's like you you really st stop overthinking and you just go because you're yeah. like, hey, I don't want to be here one week. Yeah. You know? So it's it's been good to to do them this this together. I I really enjoyed it. And we have so it's, is it released in CD form as well? Uh, no, these two Only by the moment they are in online format because right now physical CDs it's difficult to sell them. And oh yeah, of course. But I was very, curious. Just would you not be curious to get one copy just for yeah, yourself? Yeah, I, I I'm on it. Like for sure, I will get some copies. Yeah. But uh, this is a souvenir more than anything. That's it. It's a souvenir. But the problem is like uh, when you uh, are working on high definition, everything yeah. is more expensive. So true. If you wanna manufacture like like let's say I don't know two hundred copies of the album, yeah. it's super expensive. Like, yeah, and it, you have to be sure nobody's gonna buy them that either, you're like, going to sell them. Like, you have to be this kind of soloist that goes them, yeah. doing chamber music, recitals all over the place, and then you put this you put tiny the, little... Yeah, because that's the only place and, you want to sell them. Yeah. I bought a... No, I didn't buy a CD. I nearly bought a CD last week. I was at a rock concert of a friend, and his band were launching their album, and I went to their merch shop afterwards, and I was like, oh, I'd love to hear the album. Like, yeah, it's not on streaming yet, but you can buy it in hard copy. I was like, oh, great, I'll buy a CD. And then they were like, you have a CD player? And I was like, fuck, no, actually, I don't. Yeah. And I actually don't. My PlayStation 5 doesn't even play CDs. So I don't even know what I do with the CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the problem. I love having them, and I have a huge collection of them, but I can't remember the last time I put one on. I have a vinyl player, but then getting vinyls printed is a pain in the ass. No, no, no. I, I mean, vinyls are is something from the past. I love them. I have a huge collection of, of classical yeah. music vinyls, but I only get, like, the... Old, old ones. You don't because, buy new ones? No, I don't buy them. digital record, uh, yeah. vinyls because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Vinyls need to be physically recorded. I agree. Do you have any good food vinyls? Do you have any nice Yeah, ones? yeah, yeah. I got actually three or four some weeks ago from my uncle because he has like one of the biggest private collections in Spain of, Seriously? of, of okay. vinyls. And I got like Aurel Nicolette, um, oh, Paul Edmund Davis, I think, and uh, Jean-Pierre Rampal, I have some. Oh, and of course, Jimmy Galway. Do you get a Jimmy Galway? Yeah, Which one do you get? I, I don't remember because I just 
took them like I don't know, sonata some, some yeah. baroque thing we've talked about Galway before so many th- we talked about yeah. a lot of things in the pub that I can't really remember what we said but, yeah. but uh, you're a Galway fan yeah I'm a huge James thank Galway you fan. Wait, I need I, to fucking defend I, on this I, podcast man I mean James Galway is my favorite flute player with a big difference I'm no shade to the other ones who are also Obviously really incredible, good, yeah. James Galway is the true king of the flute now can I ask you is that because of the quality of his playing his interpretation everything uh, absolutely everything first really? of all okay. he's this kind of virtuoso that makes music look easy oh yeah it's ridiculous like yeah. you, you hear and any piece definitely... by James Galway and it looks so easy like in a, in a good way yeah, like, yeah. It, it doesn't seem like complicated because you you get to see these other people yeah. uh, just having a bad time playing Iber Concerto these kind of things and James Galway is yes they're like the Iber Concerto recording is ridiculous I've got I got that like a few years ago I think it was Deutsche Grammophon released mm-hmm. the the huge collection of everything he'd recorded so yeah. all I see was a big box set for one of his anniversaries and I got it and they come in like little small sleeves and I got yeah. the e-bird concerto. But it's from the RCI. Uh, oh, it RCA, is. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, but whatever, yes. You're totally right, yeah. Um, and I play, because I hadn't really heard the e-bird concerto played by Galway that much because mm-hmm. he sort of, when he went solo and stuff, he sort of moved away from that music and that was around the time where it was becoming popular. Yes. So he didn't really do it. But oh my God, it's fucking wild to listen. I even saw a live video the other day of him playing it. What? I, find, I stumbled across a video of him playing it. And there's even a few like, I, I say wrong notes, but they are kind of wrong notes there's a couple of days where you can see like he's probably just learned it like five minutes before he's went on stage <laughs> and even then he doesn't give a fuck it rocks it the rocks, whole thing yeah. you're like man how the fuck can you play that and a couple of, a couple of little slips here which you can see is nothing obviously to do with James Galway if he plays wrong notes or like slight slips it's probably because he just hasn't really practiced it Absolutely. he can't be fucked I, mean, I, I don't care if I if I hear wrong notes in a recording especially from someone like that. Man, I, the yeah. sound quality the, the musicianship everything is so good and I'm like yeah whatever and even like the, the later Galway when he sort of changed his style like obviously the older Galway got the more the more over the top the interpretation are we talking get. about the John Denver well, way? Um, <laughs> okay what do you think about the John Denver what do you think about Annie I, I just love the fact that the, this guy after Did it, yeah. becoming like principal flute in Berlin and all the orchestras he was uh, and then uh, and, uh, before um, all this I, I, what's it? It's very punk rock. It's very yeah. like do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, for example, the music's uh, not but... Her, uh, Herbie Mann, you know him, the, oh, yeah, the yeah. jazz flute player. Yeah. He started also as a jazz um, bebop flute player, yeah. and then he got famous and he started recording whatever the fuck he wanted yeah. because he was like, you know, it's my life. I, I will play whatever I want. See, this is one of the things I think I defend about Galway as well is he does exactly what I would do if I was that good. I would Absolutely. do all that shit. Man, the main reason I appreciate that, okay. I don't like John Denver in general. I think his music shy. But the thing I liked about Annie's song is he was on top of the... Do you know Top of the Pops? The UK uh, yeah, like, chart show. Totally. It's gone now. Like, But it used to be on. So it was all the top pop bands and the top 10 did a live concert. Uh-huh. And Galway was like number eight in the charts or something with Annie's song. Like in the pop charts. And he went on Top of the Pops playing it. And I was like, man, I would fucking love to do that. That's I don't it. care I mean, what the fuck I'm playing. Being on Top of the Pops... That's Absolutely, it. man. I mean, as he, good as it gets. At some point, he was like, "Hey, look, uh, Karajan, I'm leaving the house." Like, which, like, to say that they're ever from Karajan. Who could ever say that, James? Gallagher. I don't think anyone. I, I don't think they've ever had a principal flute that's quit before for pursuing a soloist career. I don't think that's ever happened. Like, try that today, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. No, no, no. It's no, so he's rock and roll as fuck. Like, no. I can understand some criticisms of him. I can understand some ideas of it. And yeah, he's not always the easiest person to be totally honest. But yeah, man, it's James Galway. I think it's cool to hate Galway these days as well. There's a bit of a school of like always oh, over the top. He's this, he's that, and yeah. I get that. But 
I've always said this. I said the same about Paul Evan Davies as well. If I could play like James Galway, I probably wouldn't. But I can't play with that. No, if I could play, no like one could play like that. I could definitely. And if play I could play like that, I probably would do some crazy shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, who gives a fuck? It's me. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I could do it. You could you be can. doing some Maria Carey. I'm sure. Like oh, the first man. day. <laughs> oh, to be fair, if I was in that situation where I was that good and I climbed all the peaks. I'd definitely be just ringing up the Arctic Monkeys being like, guys, oh, senior flute player. That's it. Let's let's collab. He did some weird collaborations as well, James Galway, which yeah. I respect. It's a bit like Pavarotti as well, did all that kind of stuff. But Pavarotti at the base is still fucking incredible. Yeah. Similar yeah. kind of school, though. Yeah, very romantic, very heavy. Yeah. Bad your Galway fan. So you've got your two albums out. How are you feeling about the reception of them? I've, I'm very happy, man. Like, um, people were super kind with me, actually. They are like the posts I have in my Instagram with more likes and more comments of people saying like yeah. I, they were such an, a nice reception because I you know Flute World sometimes is not that good <laughs> really you know, you, you also know guys like like there, there's what? some you know assholes out there but assholes in the Flute World no amazing, no 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 but um, you know so I thought like mm, to get some you know, sassy comments maybe or some you know uh, wow. jealousness or some shit like that and people were like Yes. Hey, I love your album. This music is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Plus, you're a cool, so cool guy, and you've done your work honestly, and you've you deserve to have two great albums. Out. So yeah. now you've got, I think a lot of us are just like, yeah, thank you for fair it. Pay to you, man. It's great. So you got good reception. You're happy with it? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's good music. I honestly think it's well played. Um, and yeah, of course, it's it's a nice product. Let's say so. Yeah. People kind of liked it, and I only got like either nice feedback, uh, feedback or. Uh, nice questions on yeah. I don't know how was the recording process yeah. like what, what you're asking me like so I'm I'm happy yeah. to that people likes it and also I'm happy to share what I've learned of this experience yeah. from the flute player and you get to go on things like the N9G flute podcast the most <laughs> famous flute podcast in the world and talk about it so yeah what more could you want well that's awesome uh, obviously we won't go on anything specific but what does the future hold for Juan Casio what's next. Look, I've, uh, I'm going to be completely honest and crystal clear with this. Uh, I've been all my career and all my professional flute life mm -hmm. trying to have a plan. Yeah. And suddenly, uh, yeah. I don't know, Corona yeah. happened and uh, always shit happens. And uh, especially with Corona, it was yeah. like oh, suddenly... Yeah. Uh, our job was illegal. Like yeah, you couldn't a, play, really you couldn't teach, you couldn't do nothing. Maybe some online thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's say no. Yeah. So what I've learned is like if you have plans, like very solid plans in, in music and flute world, and you are not versatile, yeah, and you don't bend. You are fucked. You're like, fucked, yeah. You are completely fucked because I and I see. So what if your control isn't it? Abs it's nothing is in your control. Not even winning an audition. Like you can be like a super nice player, yeah. And you can go to an audition and really kill it. But it's not your choice to work there. Like there's a no. full jury that will say, okay, this guy or this other. And most of it, yeah, we talked about. Obviously, we both do a lot of orchestral auditions and stuff. The process can mm. be fucking horrible. But there's times we go in the audition, you feel like you've nailed it, mm. and you know straight away they're looking at you going, "No, we just don't like you. That's You're it. just not our cup of tea." And you go, "Well, there's literally fuck all I can do." Absolutely. Myself. Like I mean, I've done auditions and going out saying like. My God, what the shit have I done? This was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I've done that as well. And, and yeah. then, you yeah. know, you pass around or, or they take you or whatever. And then I've done some auditions. Like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. This guy yeah. really had a nice moment listening to me. And it was like, get the fuck out of here right now. It's and insane. It's, it's like, it does teach you there's no control in this there's whatsoever. There's no control on this whatsoever. Just do your thing. Do your 
work as best as you can do it and see what happens and just trust the process so for me i don't have that big strategy anymore because life has taught me like you see and you do yeah so yeah i maybe i get a place in an orchestra maybe i teach in a school maybe i do both things maybe i quit flute and open a beach bar i don't know let's see you could definitely open up a beach bar to be honest man i could 100% see you could open up an an irish bar on the beach oh that would be nice in mallorca we'll do it together that is that is some i I swear to god i think this is the first time we've had a drink together that it's not guinness you're a mad man for the guinness aren't you you i love guinness actually yeah did we ever do the guinness challenge thing was that a thing me that I've, I've that, been yeah. showing that game to oh, everyone yeah. when I have a Guinness <laughs> like I wish we I can't remember if that was pre-corona or not well we might go for a quick Guinness after recording no definitely maybe a quick uh, one come but, on. that, yeah, but that will not be on the episode no no no, no. <laughs> you guys don't need to see that right well we're going to take a quick break we're going to get back and do some games before we do I want to leave the listeners with a little taste of your first album mm-hmm. can you give us your favourite track or your favourite part of your first album and I'll play yes, it for them. Yes, I will just read it because because uh, <laughs> you're not changing your is, own album but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's like uh, this movement and this other so give me a second So tell me what you, yeah, yeah like, I'll put in a small and I'm assuming okay, your, your record label are not going to sue me for this are they? Oh no, no, no <laughs> my music is for you man <laughs> like for free as, for always like this like this podcast okay from my first album I will go with the Opus 70 the 60 uh-huh. participants the number 4 the Andante the first part it's like an Andante and then we go to the okay. fast part but that first Andante is 30 seconds of just melodic minor music for flute piano simple cliche and it's just beautiful when I played it that melody for the first time I was like how is this not in flute books like, yeah okay this is wonderful so that one I think you showed sure, me on it well then guys I'm going to leave you with that quickly we're going to get another drink and we'll be back in a few minutes enjoy <laughs> Well, everybody, we're back. We've got another sangria. Expertly poured as well. It looks beautiful. Uh, is this one? Mm. <laughs> it just goes to me with Yocha. Yeah, so we're going to play some games, which I'm so excited about because I can't play games on my own on the podcast. So it's <laughs> nice to have a flute player here that's actually going to do well. Again, anyone who saw last week's episode will see how much of a bollocks Jakob made of the whole thing. Um, so it's nice to have someone who's going to actually at least have a good guess at things. Before we do, actually, some of the video watchers might have realized what's the word for that? Video watchers? That doesn't sound right. I think so. Like, yeah. I don't know. You are the English speaker. <laughs> I know guy, I'm like. Irish. Well, uh, <laughs> English is better than mine. Um, we have two flutes here because obviously you have another flute player. So, Juan, tell us a little bit about your flute there. Okay, I have. This is my flute here. Uh, it's. Uh, I will take it for a second. Yeah. It's. Another inline G flute. Yes, that is what's rocking. Like uh, fuck this is off, an, uh, Actually, it's quite a 
basic flute. Yeah, you it's, uh, it's an Altus 1307 flute, which yeah. is the, the old silver model by Altus, like a silver uh, tube, silver mechanism, but nothing else. Like it's like, I don't know, like a Muramatsu DS, something like that. Yeah. Um, so seafood joint, yes, those it's seafood joint, which is I, I used to play on beef joint. And going like back a, to seafood joint, I have to say it's the biggest improvement on flute itself that I've done in I my agree life. Entirely with that, yeah. Like suddenly intonation and timer and everything is much better. The high notes I find easier and just it feels more comfortable. Absolutely, more natural. like it weights less. Yeah, um, I don't know if if you want to have a beef joint just to play a. The Sostakovich 10th solo, yeah. and I don't know, Carmen Fantasy once every oh. 10 years. And even the Carmen Fantasy, it's yeah. not like serious music where yeah. you need to play it. Like Absolutely. I mean, it's not, as I told you before, if I could if I could have like a deep foot joint, the one that is just like this, yeah. I would have it. Yeah. It's just chop a piece out of your yeah. foot. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be much nicer. Although you do play with a thumb port. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. How do you find that? I find it very cool because I have like very big hands, you, do, you know, yeah. like um, and rude hands, like yeah. uh, you <laughs> like know, Spanish so, potato uh, farmer. That's yeah. it. I, I have a Spanish farmer hands. Yeah. So uh, I tend to have some tension, like to tight a lot in the flute. Ah. So this the thumb part. This is not paid by them. Okay, this is not an ad, but yeah, anyways, I'm very happy with this product. <laughs> it's so cheap and it helps me a lot. Like uh, not only to remove my tension, but uh, when I feel like I'm just oh, that's having a, a tense day, yeah. uh, I'm putting all the tension here, like ah. on my thumb. So if you have these days that so it's not as much for slipping, then it's more for it's, tension. Yeah, it's like I, I have like a, a you know a point where I put my flute on, yeah. and if, I, if I'm doing some extra force that I don't want to do, ah. I just try to concentrate it here, and my fingers there are are just free to play. Awesome, that's and really cool. That's cool. Yeah, and, and I like was, that we were talking about this earlier, so. Mm. Obviously, it's all silver. It's got the tarnish at the top, which I love when a silver flute has. It looks so like artistic and yeah, used. Absolutely. And I mean, oh, what's with the, the, the this this head joint is not from Altus. I have to say this this is the head joint I used to play with my old flute. Um, this is a John Webb head joint, which is yeah. uh, like a um, very crafty. Well, it not is. crafty because the yeah. guy was like a pro. Uh, John Webb was the the. Uh, or February or February in Spanish, like the, the, yeah. like a silver smith or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah. for the. Um, uh, for the British uh, Church, and yep. he was doing yeah. like in Wimbledon the, the tennis game. He was doing the trophies of the, seriously. So I didn't know that this kind of artistry, and he started doing these flute head joints with Fuck. Stephen Wessel, the flute maker. There you are. I, I didn't used know that. Uh, uh, Stephen Wessel, and I kept this head joint because they are so cool. Like they are seamed too, I so like it's that, like a, a a layer of silver that they turn and then do some. Yeah. They, they solder it. Okay. Um, I just love it. It's, it might be like, I don't know, 50 years old, something like yeah. this, but it's just amazing, oh, so light so and, cool. and so cool. And like the signature of this guy, I've no, I don't know if you see it, it's like this crown that looks like, up as well, know, like an Italian church. Yeah, it, it's so nice looking. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's actually, a, I, I mean, I could sell every instrument I have, but this head yeah, head, like, yeah. This is So if you don't mind me asking, if what do you think the rough value of your flute is overall? Like a uh, market value, if I sell my flute today yeah. with today's prices, about fifteen quid. <laughs> counting on the fact that these head joints, you don't find them in the market yeah, at true. all. Like yeah. you, maybe you are lucky and you find them in some uh, English shop. But yeah, let's, that is let's luck, call it yeah. nowadays two K would be a nice price for mm -hmm. this head joint, like a nice price for you as a buyer. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of the flute, I don't know, we're talking about 6,000, 7,000 euros of a flute on a second hand price. Like of course new. So again, we're talking under 10,000 for yeah, the no, entire no, I, I think I would, I, unless I'm 
James Galway myself, yeah. I don't think I will play with a flute that costs more than, I don't know, 10, 12,000 yeah, euros. I find are. it absolutely ridiculous. I uh, agree entirely. I don't think the gap in price, uh, it's uh, it fits the, the gap in quality. I agree. It's small, it's small differences after a certain point. Good flutes are good flutes. After a certain absolutely. point... I, yeah, if you can afford like a 24 karat gold Hanes, fair play to you, but doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better. Absolutely. I mean, I think actually no shade, but there is a lot of people buying this kind of super expensive flutes because they think th they are going to play better just exactly. because of having these flutes. And I don't blame the people as much as well because I think sometimes the flute companies are aiming towards that. They're trying to convince people to add on things like a slitty and to get like your bells and whistles and your trill keys and all that shit. And you're thinking... Honestly, until you get to the really high level, just practice. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a matter of practice. Of course, your flute has to meet uh, certain standards. Um, yeah, minimums. of course. Yeah. You cannot be playing professionally with a standard flute. That's true. Yeah, plastic flute. But yeah. that's it. Yeah. You cannot be playing with that kind of things. But uh, saying that you need a gold flute to, to just do like a professional flute player life, yeah, for me it's a it's a lie. Like you well, don't perfect need, example, yeah. Yeah, like like you, you recorded both your albums on this flute. Both as of well. my albums were with this flute, and as I told you, that this flute is starting to need a service. Yeah. Let's call it like that. But anyways, I did record with the with, with it, and it's fine. Like so, uh, it's good. So I so it's good enough for Juan. It's good enough for you. Uh, absolutely, don't go out there and spend fifty thousand euros on a you yellow really flute just because some if you've guy, got fifty thousand euros to spend, consider donating to the N ninety flute podcast instead. Absolutely. Your money will be much better over here. I'll book uh, I'll book Pau. I'll book uh, Emmanuel Pau to come on the podcast. Yeah, we'll drink sangria. If you get me fifty K, give it to me and I'll book him and sit down here. <laughs> and we'll fly Juan in as well and we'll get drunk together. Yeah, so I will just we'll talk the smack drinks, about you Le Freak. Talk. You see, yeah, you know about this Le Freak thing, yeah. The... Oh yeah, don't Okay, we're not going to get started no, 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 no. But what I do want to say is I saw one picture when I was digging in my research of Bayou where he was like endorsing it, but it was just a picture of him without it on his flute. And he did do one concert with it on his flute. Now I'm thinking if he did one concert, I'm, I'm saying there, either he's doing it to try it out, which I would think is very Bayou, or there's a bit of sponsorship in there. But if he's only done it once, he never did it again, it makes me a bit suspicious. I mean, it's suspicious and that happens. Like, I can imagine a flute player... Or someone going, please, 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 yeah, just like, put it on for one concert. So I will pay he's, you he's nice, so be like, this oh, money it. so you can play your flute with this thing. Actually, I will say, I don't think it's Peg. Cause I've met him, I've had the pleasure of meeting him. He's a very nice guy. I think it would be more someone said to him, would you please do this as a favor? Yeah. Try it out. You got nothing to lose. Yeah. And go, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Not knowing that everyone's going to use it to defend it. Absolutely. But anyway, there's not a defect. No, there's no. I, I mean, no shade, but I don't well, think that yes, anything. Shade. Yeah, well, yes. shade for me. <laughs> Fucking shade. The I, cheap I don't piece think of shit. that anything that you attach to your flute with a rubber yeah. <laughs> will give you more vibration. Yeah. What I mean, for again, from a side go listen to Juan's point. album. If you tell me you need a Lefrac, well, then I'll listen yeah, to well, it. Yeah, well, if you say I need it, I will fucking buy the yeah. 24 Okay, there you are. But yeah. give me your opinion. Actually, I think maybe I need to practice more, but yeah. not that yeah. fork on my foot. Well, there we are. Yeah, so you heard it here first. So it's good. it's great having a guest on who agrees yeah. with me all the time. Uh, absolutely. Right, we're going to round off this podcast. We've got some games. Um, two games I've got for you. First one is going to be quite simple. I'm going to play you a little bit of a flute piece and you're going to try and guess the flute player. Okay. Now this isn't easy. I will say, first of all, all the flute players in the list are well-known flute players. I haven't picked someone bizarre or obscure that you don't know. Okay. And second of all, because it is quite difficult to do, if you need um, a hint, 
I can give you like multiple choice for each one. Okay. So I can narrow it down to three players for each one. We can try it. So we'll try. I think I've got about I've got quite a few of these, but we'll see how much time we have. I'm sure I'm very bad at this, but let's give it a try. And then the second game is going to be something a little bit different where I'm going to um I'm going to play certain excerpts of flute pieces. Cool. Small excerpts, and you will know the pieces, but you have to try and tell me if you can get it from a very obscure excerpt. Okay. Sounds cool. First game is going to be guess the flute player. Yeah, you'll know the piece anyway. Okay, here we go. Number one. I hope this comes out here. It should do. Here we are. That says, listen from my speaker. <coughs> this is either James Galway and Martha Argerich recording. Mm-hmm. Or... Or it sounds like so all the school this vibrato is no longer legal, I think, in football. <laughs> pity because I love vibrato. Well, actually, I'm not going to stop you there. You're 100% correct. I, it is James Galway and Martha Agrich. That's fucking good, man. Well done. I would have thought I would. Yeah, that you think you're going to get Galway straight away, but there's sometimes you're like... Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he's quite recognizable. He, At least for a Galway fan. Like yeah, for a Galway fan he is. Okay, next one. another vintage recording I would uh-huh. say do you know the piece first of all uh, yeah I've played this but have you okay. yeah I've played this with, wow. with, when I was with Jack studying but uh, I don't remember the name right now I'm sorry like that happens to me yeah. it's time. not I don't know is it a resume of flute piece I'm not even sure if it is I know um, this is the, the, the this is the the violin. This is a piece of violin. Yeah, yeah it's like by Sanson. Sanson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Actually, yeah, I love it. Uh, do you this, want a clue? Yeah, because I have kind of an idea. Um, like this is old school. Okay. So well, then I'll give you your clue because I have different ways I'm going to give you clues. I'll give you it this way. It is a relatively recent recording. Okay. So it is in the last. I'll tell you. I think it's in the last ten years anyway. Wow. Uh, ah, it might be uh, Denis Buryakov then spot on two out of two yeah. Denis Buryakov on his the only album he actually has on Spotify is that one it is a superb album uh, um, yeah nice what I've, else is on it actually? I've said like vintage because it's Back it has, Sanson, I, yeah. for me Denis Buryakov has this old school quality oh. like he's just and stunning yeah, yeah, to be fair player. again one of those players you just go you're so fucking good you can yeah. do whatever the, I don't even Absolutely. care about your interpretation you're too good yeah. okay next one you obviously know this piece of course I hate this piece <laughs> anyway me too <laughs> I will say, I think this is the hardest one on the entire list. Mm, yeah, here I'm lost. I will right. give you one clue. Mm-hmm. It is a female flute player. Yeah, yeah, it sounds uh, like, I don't know. I know, like, with you, uh, uh, Madame Musnier, it's, not, uh, it's, it's in not. A, that, but it doesn't sound I wouldn't like do that, no. I, no. Maybe it is it uh, Jasmine Choi. Well done, Choi? Jasmine yeah. Choi. Three yeah, out of three, man. You're nailing this. Fuck fire, anyway, we've got a few more left. Let me see. So we have the. Uh, you'll know this piece very well. Um, but let me get to a good point of it so you know what's going on. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay, next one. Oh, this is Jean-Pierre Ramval. No? No! But Fuck. it's funny you guessed that. I could see why you think, I could totally get why you think that. I will tell you, the person who recorded this, it's more modern and they're from the same country as Monsieur Rompal. Oh, okay, okay, I was like, I was trying, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, I, was he a student of Rompal? He might have been, but certainly, yeah, they would have known each other. So we're talking about a French flute player. It's a, it's a relatively recent recording. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, someone that has studied with Rompal. Uh, I, I think he would have. He's definitely French. He's very French. He's one of the most French men in the world. Uh, mm, I don't know. A very French flute player might be Mathieu Dufault, but uh, I don't think he has. You're it's close. Cool. It's not Mathieu. Yeah, I know. It's it's Emmanuel Baud or no. no? No, it doesn't sound like the Baud recording. No, bad. I'm completely lost here. This like... is Philippe Bernoul. Oh, Philippe Bernoul, of course. And I know you're a bit of a fan of Bernoul as well, aren't you? Yeah, I I like him and I like his flute class a lot. Like he. Yeah, I've watched his class a few times. Yeah. Like, Super nice, great. He's a really cool guy player. as yeah. well, so it makes me like him more. And okay. his flute technique method is it's really great something great super They're really good. The control of the air one's amazing, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right, next one. This particular album was recorded quite recently, uh -huh. but the person recording, the flute player, has been making records since certainly the late 90s. That again fits Bahud. It is Bahud. Yeah. <laughs> Bahud is one of the ones that you think you're going to know straight away, but when I've played this game, I've played this game many times drunk with friends, yeah. um, and you're like, yeah, obviously I know who Bahud is, but you listen to it and it's so subtle that you're like, you, you nearly go, oh yeah, that's Bahud. You go, is it? <laughs> yeah, I know, because I think... What he does is so simple sometimes. Because he's such a good flute player that you just get it straight. Like the flute music he's yeah. doing, you get a perfect version of it. Like yeah. Flawless, absolutely. And so it's like, yeah, I just know that I, what yeah. I'm listening is a perfect, perfect interpretation yeah. of something. Yeah. So that fits Paul. And yeah. then it's when you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got a few more. We'll do these quickly. Next one. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I think that's a. Uh, <laughs> Do you genuinely know? I think that's a brunette guy from Spain. <laughs> yeah, that is Juan. I was, I was, I was really hoping that you go. Who is that? That's like, I was really hoping you go. That sounds shite. like shit. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you got that one as quickly then. Okay, yeah. okay next one. Recording is quite vintage in this case, right? Like, mm. uh, you can hear it. It is. I think it's been remastered, but still, yeah. Nah, yeah, but you get what it... So, I have some names, like, this could be Rampal, also, 
It is Rampal. Yeah. Who else were you thinking? Was it Nicolet as well? Uh, I was actually thinking on one of the earliest, uh, what is, uh, no, not Philippe, no, uh, Patrick Galois. Uh, Patrick Galois, he, yeah. He has some old school recordings yeah, as well. They're beautiful, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Also, some beautiful. of his recordings are insane. Yeah, no, that, that is an insane player out there. Like, yeah, he does some mad stuff as yeah, well. Yeah. And big, he's got the square keys on his face. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. That's crazy, yeah. Right, last one, and then we're going to do our other game. Uh, and I've got two more, but yeah, one's not really, doesn't really count because... Okay, where do I play this one? Sorry. You can see how professional this <laughs> podcast is. <laughs> okay. I've picked standard repertoire, so... I think this is quite a tricky one, to be honest. Yeah, this is tricky also. You 100% know the flute player? Yeah. My clue would be... It's it's vintage as well. Yeah. And it's a player that I think is a little bit underrated. Maybe overshadowed a little bit by Jean-Pierre Rompal. Yes. Yes, yes, because it sounds like... If Rompal wasn't era. there, I think this guy would have been the main. Yeah, player. maybe Orle Nicolet then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is Orle Nicolet. And the last one... Of... <laughs> Man, I love this recording. It, like I hate the Lion King, but this is great. So you got that straight away. That's fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was curious if you get it before the fight even came along. That's uh, from James Galway's. To be fair, I will say, it's good flute playing at that part. It's so fucking cheesy. It hurts. But the sound still there. Well I, done. That was I, a good. That was like a good. You only missed two of them. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I feel like these kids in your school class that they are like, I'm gonna fail the exam and then <laughs> they got you know. <laughs> the top mark. Right. Okay. Right. Next game. So I'm gonna play small bits of each one. You're gonna try and tell me what it is. Uh, yeah. So it's a mixture. There's gonna be some solo flute stuff. There's gonna be some orchestral stuff. You're only gonna get a very small section of each one. Okay. Okay. Let's so go. you do have to be ready. So first piece. See if you can tell me what this piece is. Wow. Do you know him? Uh, G major, flute concerto, classic period for sure. So we are talking about either Pergolesi, no, Pergolesi it's G major, or no, Stamitz is G major, but it's not this one. I don't know. Not Stamitz, you're very close. Uh, uh, Early classical G major, yeah. yeah, you've got that right so far. Uh, like, because uh, I, I've played this like when I was a kid. Yeah, I've played but, it a hundred times as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, no, no, no. What is the name I'm looking for? Yeah, give it. We don't. Quants. Quants, of course. Yeah, yeah it's of course. one the of the three of... million Quants concertos. Yeah, that's it. Right, that that's a hard one. The Second one. Book. I think you'll get this one. Of course. Have you got it already? Flute solo of the second movement of the second piano concerto in C minor by the one and only wow. Sergei Rachman. Done. You got that a lot quicker than I thought. You're gonna get it. That's I, my favorite flute solo. I think absolutely honestly, absolutely amazing. It's a good album. That's one with the absolutely the yes. Sister. If you don't know it, if you're not a flute player, oh yes, my god, if you go don't know about Spotify, yeah. Second movement, second piano. It's never on like orchestral excerpts either because it's so short. But it is a gorgeous solo. I think I've never had the chance to play it yet either. I would I love th- the play. I, I did like some years ago, and it's just these moments where you really say, it's... "I'm happy to be a flute yeah, player here." Yeah. Yeah. Right. Three more to go. Next one. Wow. Wow. You will, if you don't get this, you will kick yourself. But yeah, it's hard 
it is hard but when you hear what it, when I tell you the answer you're going to be like fuck yeah <laughs> I literally now don't have any clue of this like if I tell you that it is a trio for flute, harp and viola that ah called? that uh, might be Debussy then it is it's the Debussy okay, trio yeah, I, am. yeah. Like, I need a, f- a harp player if there is one out there please and a yes. viola player as well for taking yeah. the hardest well but it's find. easier to find a viola player no shade than, than <laughs> well true yeah. yeah yeah okay true right two left next one It's one thousand percent know the piece, but I've picked it deliberately. Awkward one. It kind of—I I don't want to, you know, say the other one, so it looks like I don't know two pieces. But yeah. it sounds like this is slow movement of the Beethoven Fourth Symphony. Mm-hmm. It can—it kind of have that feeling. That's it. Well done. It is the slow movement of the past. Yeah. No, no, sorry, not the Fourth oh, Symphony. The, the second or second. The pastoral. Ah, is it from the pastoral? Okay, it's the pastoral. Okay. Sorry, I missed. No, nope. okay, yeah, the fourth maybe. is the B flat major. Yeah, it's B flat. No, yeah, it's the this F was major. A flat major. Yeah, and it, I was like, yeah, that seems. Do you have perfect pitch? Yeah, that's that's, that's cheating. Cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when you said the right last one. Okay, I think I would get this one quite quickly, but this is a piece I know incredibly well. Oh shit! You definitely. I'd be amazed if you haven't played this. I I've heard this many times. It's one of those pieces from the French period that. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. it really Where sounds. Where all our like, music comes from, yeah. Yeah, it really sounds like it. But again, I don't have the knowledge that Mister Gal has here. I think you do know this. But I'll give you five seconds to throw a guess on oh. one of those ones. Now I'm. That is Le Mel Noir. By Olivier oh, Messiaen. Oh, of course. It's a little bit in the middle, yeah. Yeah, that's wow. that's a beautiful piece, also. Oh, wow. Yeah, I haven't played it. I just there's a, no. It's very short. To be fair, it's only yeah, like seven minutes or something. There's a isn't it? really nice recording by David Formisano. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, everything by David Formisano. Yeah, well, of course, of course. The guy doesn't do. It. Yeah, my favorite recording of that. I've got a few. Catherine Canton, my old teacher, recorded it because she knew Messiaen, and it's. It's a really fun piece to play though. I yeah. love Messiaen's music. Okay, but anyway, I, that's a I, podcast I, I, for another time. That was good. You had a really well. I, yeah. You were worried about not getting anything right. Not yeah, it was like fact, that. I had a lot of flute players. It was so amazing. You got the Briakov one as well. That was very impressive. Right. Well, then we are out of time. We are done with the podcast today. Then I think so. Oh, Before we go, uh, this is your chance. If you want to advertise or plug your social media or your albums or anything to the good people watching and listening. Now's your chance. Away you okay. go. The floor is yours, man. Well, if after this hour of chatting with Mr. Gareth, uh, I'm like an interesting profile to you, you can just check my work and my life in Instagram. My profile is Cosio, my, my last name, and then Flute. Cosio Flute, altogether. You'll get it in the description. Uh, Cosio well. is with two S. You will get it in the description. And you can find me as Juan Cosio in Spotify as like a artist profile where you can find my my two albums and the third one I'll be doing soon that you as an N9G exclusive here that's it so <laughs> you can check me there and anyways um, I just want to thank you all for listening yeah, thank you guys Gareth, it's been so much for, fun for Man. having me today at, at your studio um, if you're a flute player just enjoy what you're doing try to be humble try to be friends yeah. friendly with everyone it's a complicated world definitely it's complicated to get a job and yeah. to make it but that so be nice is not other. an alibi for being an asshole yeah. you should be more human so 
We're all in this I mean, together, guys. We're all in this together. We're all fucked. Okay, so yeah, let's we just are. have a nice time. What also helps is sangria um, as well. Meet so. between food prayers and just yeah. drink a nice glass of something yeah. and enjoy. Salute so. to that. So we're, we're away now. We're going to go to the pub. We're going to yeah, have some so more drinks. We're a bit drunk. Uh, guys, yeah. Should we say goodbye then? We're going to fuck yeah. off, are we? Yeah. Cheerio, guys. Have a great one. Have Mwah. a great one. Ciao, guys. Mm-hmm.